Hi, I'm Laura Allen. And I'm Liv Austin. And between us, we are a songwriter, actor, singer, producer, and the hosts of My Amazing Mess, a podcast where we talk to creatives who are right in the middle of developing their own unique careers. They are totally honest with us about what it takes to pursue their dream job. The exciting highs, the disheartening lows, and and the the amazing mess that is everything in between. It's Friday. That means it's time for Messy Musings. We don't have all the answers, but we ask the questions anyway. Laura Allen. Liv Austin. We are talking about in hindsight. Which is an interesting one, because what do we mean by in hindsight? I mean, what does that spring to mind for you in hindsight? I love that we're doing this in 2020. Hindsight is 2020. Perfect. Ah. It relates to everything that I've learned from all the work I've done in the last few years. The biggest thing that I always realise looking back is the stuff that I thought was important and turned out not to be. Or I change, you know, my priorities and I choose that it's not important anymore, maybe. But yeah, stuff that I look back on and go, ooh, spent too much time worrying about that, uh, stressing about it, focusing on it. That wasn't necessary. What is it for you? Yeah, I think some certain bits of work have kind of had more of that effect afterwards for me. Some some things I've just looked back and gone, I'm glad I did that and I'm glad things went wrong and I'm glad I learned from it. There's been a couple of projects where I've gone, in, in hindsight, looking back, I could have done that differently or I could have approached it in another way but for the most part the in hindsight bit is I guess what you're saying is you you take something away from everything that you've done and then you look back and go I don't know if in hindsight is is kind of what I mean but just you look back and think I've learned to take that away and I'll do it differently going forward yeah that's true you can kind of torture yourself with it thinking of how things could have been or you could kind of learn like oh yeah well that wasn't you know so so important I guess another thing that comes up for me is the amount of times where I go in hindsight uh, I see that I should have trusted my gut to begin with and I didn't listen to my gut and now we're here it takes you back around in a circle exactly the amount of times that that's happened to me and hopefully I'm learning from that so so in that sense it's it's worth going did I actually have a bit of a nagging feeling that this was going to happen was I worried about it and I silenced my own instinct or or um, gut feeling about that yeah I think I did what can I learn from that maybe <laughs> that next time my gut goes no 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 don't do that uh, then maybe try and listen to it that's that's quite a powerful thing if any of you are listening in and have been nodding like dramatically like I have just been then I'm, I'm with you because yeah totally I mean when I actually think about in hindsight as the kind of the big question or the big topic for me exactly what you just said about gut and also it's sometimes really refined for me a bit of my character Mm. um that it's made me think it's not necessarily the thing that happened that I could change because it happened but it's made me realize that I have to change something within how I deal with things fundamentally do I have to stand up for myself a little bit more do I have to be braver and do I have to trust myself more exactly like you just said about that gut feeling of when you you know deep down that something doesn't feel right and then you go through it because when you're in the middle of it it's really hard to to step out of it and see what's going on but when you look back at it 
if if you'd have trusted that feeling would you have gone you know in a certain way I know that well, creatively and professionally for me not the last year last year's been fantastic but going back a couple of years before where I was at my lowest and the time in my life when I was relying on other people without naming names professionally I was relying on people for work or things and when I look back now I can't even necessarily blame those people I can only really look back in hindsight and go I needed to speak up for myself and I needed to fight harder a bit and maybe at that point I wasn't ready to and that's okay as well so it's kind of it's a good thing to look back on and go right I need to do that I wasn't ready at that point to do it so maybe I'm ready to do it now and so there you use hindsight to kind of propel you forward and not get yeah. you trapped looking back on it exactly that exactly that now I'm the one who's like nodding like oh, <laughs> yes 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 yeah because that's the thing you, you can look back at the mistakes that you've made be kind to yourself forgive yourself for that but I think when it's useful looking back is if the same kind of thing keeps happening and the answer is often similar in the different situations I should have spoken up for myself more and it's like oh that sounds familiar that's happened before and then you kind of go all of these things relate back to me not speaking up for myself or all of these things relate to uh, miscommunication or whatever it might be that kind of keeps coming up and maybe use hindsight to try and learn what keeps happening. But then also it's just, you know, we're going to make new mistakes all the time and that's okay. And uh, just try and learn from that to find a new mistake to make, you know. <laughs> totally. And I think as well it's something that I'm learning about people it's mainly my relationships with people when I look back about things if I felt something was off romantically personally professionally any of those things it normally was off in a, in some sense exactly you're not um, gonna get that feeling for no reason are no you? and sometimes people can prove you wrong and sometimes I've been very wrong and I've judged not a person but I've judged my feeling towards some someone based on they were having a funny day I was having a funny day and then I've met them again and got on so well with them and, and then you yeah, so, so I'm not saying about judging people but it's it's that when you are making big decisions about your career and you're maybe looking to work with somebody as a as an example if I think back in hindsight <laughs> um giving yourself time to work out as lovely as somebody may be if they are right for what you are doing is not necessarily a bad thing also it's not a bad thing to go with it and see how it how it goes and if it doesn't work to not be afraid to go a different direction in future that's also okay so that that type of hindsight for me I'm learning to be a bit braver and to communicate with people as I go through because that also it's got more sometimes to do about you than it does to do with anyone else about how you are dealing with people and communicating what you want absolutely and and that can be a big takeaway too to take responsibility for how you've communicated with somebody do you have you can think about it if you want but do you have like a concrete memory of when you've kind of looked back and gone ah okay I see now what I should have done or what I should have said you know in in a setting there's been a there's been a couple I think when I look back at working without naming names on a project I didn't put my foot down when I felt I should have and I feel like I knew I should have but I'm still certain that if I went back to being me in that moment back then I'd do the same thing I did because I wasn't 
I hadn't learned the lesson yet. I hadn't gone through it to to know that it was a mistake. We were tight. It was time sensitive. There was a lot of people around. We were working. It had to get done. And I think it was something that I knew could be rectified and was rectified. And we did sort it out later. But I was unhappy. Like fundamentally, I was upset and unhappy in the moment. And I shouldn't have been. And then it also had a knock on effect financially, redoing it, you know, paying to redo something. So... I would blame myself as much as as anybody else was involved in making that mistake. Um, But what it has taught me looking forward is the preparation way before we ever get to working on something. It was, we were filming something. So it felt to me like I would need more time before to prepare so that when we hit that moment, I would be well prepared to say, we need to do it this way and then try something else. So yeah, I think I've learnt that lesson mainly to to prepare and then you know that you can then have room to make a bit of a mistake because you fundamentally will then still have what you need you can just play around on top if the, if the time allows my second one would be when I signed with my agent I've had a few agents and I don't you shouldn't talk badly about agents because it's more about your relationship with how they work with you professionally whether you can, you know there's something they can do with you so it's not really that it's more the feeling that I had for quite a while before I did anything about it, that I felt things weren't right with the professional relationship for quite some time. And they obviously very much felt it as well. But in hindsight, (laughs) I'd have shut it down earlier and moved on quicker. And I, I know that there are things going on now for me that I, out of fear, I'm not pushing forward. So getting a new agent, for instance, I'm not pushing forward because I'm, I'm nervous for some reason. There's something in me that just won't send out a zillion letters and pick up the phone and be a bit brave and say, can you come and meet me for a coffee? Because I think you need to actually meet me to know that I'm good. Because um, that might not work. People tell you, don't do that, don't do that. So there's a little bit of me that wants to be brave and I'm not yet, I'm like manoeuvring into the space of being brave. So I will, I'm sure in a year, look back and be like, oh, in hindsight, if I'd just done that like, <laughs> six yeah. months earlier, I'd have been working exactly. by now. But, you know, things take their time. What about you? Yeah, I think it's it's often to do with the relationships. And I can think of a few examples of when I had a feeling that we weren't really... So it's kind of, it's twofold. It's, it's, you know, a gut feeling that we are maybe not exactly on the same page or the same type of person uh, and don't necessarily see the world quite the same, but I choose to work with them anyway. I'm not saying you should only work with people who think exactly like you, but if you have like a nagging feeling of like, this might be a problem down the line, but I'm going to ignore it, that sort of thing. And then, secondly, not communicating properly when those things then eventually do happen. And um, mainly thinking of, you know, people uh, I've worked with in music that I have mentioned, you know, very openly before, like talking about my my old label and my management and stuff. And uh, the truth of it is that the fault lies with everyone involved because there's a lack of communication. It's, uh, it's me thinking that people... Well, if they like me, if they like me and my music, they must understand who I am and and how I'd like to work. And that's a mistake. You know, you need to actually be so clear about who you are. Don't just expect that just because someone's seen a bit of what you do, that they just understand how you think. And uh, it's kind of the same as what you're talking about with the filming and stuff and assuming 
because you mean it well you you trust that the people you've got involved understand you which is not a bad thing but maybe we take it a bit too far and we trust that they're kind of reading our minds or whatever all the time the i work with um amanda nor who is um, a director choreographer producer and i've worked with her for years and years she's a very very close friend we just creatively work so well together and even that with, ye- I mean, we have years behind us now of, of working together, choreographing together, putting a show on together. And we still have moments where we're like, what, what do you mean? Because many, mm. many times we have the exact same thought without finishing a sentence. We just talk in kind of half sentences and anyone else around us is like, what, what are you talking about? But we're like, it's fine. We know, we know, we understand. But yeah, yeah, again, she's not in my mind. I'm not in hers. We don't mm. always absolutely fundamentally know. So communication is so key. And also using that as an example, I don't know if it massively ties in with hindsight, but working with her and actually with you and the fact that we totally are on the same page with things. And even if we're not, we allow each other the space to kind of explain why we want to do something or don't want to do something a certain way. It's more like that. Yes. Uh, why? Or yes. And that rather than no. Yeah. Okay, let me think about it because you know you don't want to be the no person and and I in the the way I work with Amanda is very much when we're choreographing as a good example we always hit a wall. I'm sure you get this with with uh, songwriting where you just yeah. get to a point where you're like I don't know what to do here. Like, <laughs> we can't stuck. get past it. Yeah. And then one of us will just try something. I'll be like, no, it's it's yeah, it's that, but it's not that I have in my head. And we bounce it around for some from time and a lot of things I wish I could do differently. That kind of working that working relationship is what I I'm hoping to have when I'm working with people is to make sure that I'm understood and have space to be understood but also let them be understood as well and so that I don't then think they don't know what they mean or I mean and exactly as you said communicating I think that's a huge huge underestimated thing yeah I mean so much conflict and so many problems in any job will lead back to miscommunication probably my biggest takeaway from anything I've done is you know if there's a sort of breakdown of communication then nothing can work it's it's as simple as that and that's kind of the biggest lesson that I think we're learning in in new ways we're learning it in different ways all the time but I think it's it is important to be kind to yourself and forgive yourself for mistakes too just kind of go okay that happened I didn't mean for it to happen but now I'm learning looking back at it be brave enough to look back at it and see if some of the fault lies with you you know is there a moment that you can think of like right now that you're like in hindsight something is is kind of propelling you forward or or that you have a, a moment of like you'll say like you asked me was there a concrete something that's happened that you can think of to that you've taken to learn from one of the main things that I'm experiencing now is the kind of how I started the whole thing and mentioning that you look back and realize that you were worrying a lot about something that you didn't need to worry so much about and I've spent a lot of time being quite eager to to get things finished, get projects finished, get them out there. And when I create that environment for myself, there's a lot of anxiety and fear and stress that actually I have generated completely on my own. I'm setting these deadlines for myself and deadlines are important. We've talked about that. It's super important. But also within that, giving yourself some space to breathe and not have so much fear attached to it. So now I think looking back at how I've been doing it with my music and stuff to now just go okay but why am I doing it am I enjoying this process and 
that doesn't mean that you can sit on a track for five years and just, you know, play around with it. You want to put it out into the world, but not be like, it has to be out in two weeks time and everything has to be ready because life happens. And now I'm just a bit more like, well, okay, I'm going to enjoy the process as well, because being a creative is not just about the results. It's about the process so much. And that's one of the most clear hindsight lessons for me at the moment. Hi everyone, it's Liv here. While you're waiting for the next episode of My Amazing Mess to come out, why don't you check out one of the podcasts that we love listening to? One of my personal favourites is No Such Thing as a Fish, which is a weekly podcast produced and presented by James Harkin, Andrew Hunter-Murray, Anna Tashinsky and Dan Schreiber. They gather around the microphone every Friday and they each share their favourite quirky weird fact from the week. Honestly, if you need a good laugh, if you need to pick me up, this is the perfect podcast for that. Check out No Such Thing as a fish wherever you get your podcasts and of course let them know that we sent you